We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Gateway Chapel message. Welcome to church. It's so fantastic and great to get this chance one more time to share the word of the Lord with you. I am super excited about the word of God I'm going to share in this month of perfect praise. I believe very strongly God has started making it a month of perfect praise for you, and that is what it will be for you all the days of your life in Jesus' name. God is amazing. And today I'll be talking about his plans concerning your life when it comes to the issue of how to overcome with the power of praise, how to overcome with the power of praise. Over the last two uh, weeks, pastor has been preaching. Uh, the first week, he preached about how to execute judgments with praise. That was a fantastic preaching, and I really, really hope that you take it on board and do with it battle, uh, the battles of life. And then secondly, this last week, he preached about uh, about the, the purpose of praise and the, pay, the place of praise, and I really hope you took that on board as well. And today I'll be talking about the powerful tool of praise, how to overcome with the powerful tool of praise. But first, let us pray. Father, thank you so much because your word says the entrance of your word gives light and understanding to the simple-minded. Today we have come to you. We ask that you grant us understanding in the name of Jesus. Speak to us, O Lord, as a man speaks to his friend. In Jesus' precious name we've prayed. Amen and amen. So I want to start, as usual, by giving you a joke. I want to tell you a joke, and then we'll take it from there. I'm really hoping that you're laughing about this joke at home. Actually, when I read this joke, I found it so, so funny. So... Uh, I want to thank God that we don't have a church like this. So there was this pastor that went to, uh, he, he applied, he responded to an application or he responded to an advertisement for a pastor in a church and he got there, but apparently the choir leader didn't like the pastor, okay? So nothing to do with the Gateway Chapel. I thank God we're not like that here. The choir leader didn't like the pastor. So um, the pastor the first Sunday came said, um, that he was going to preach about commitment and uh, how people should be dedicated to the Lord and the service of the Lord. And he preached the whole of his heart out. But after that service, the choir came up to lead the next song before people you know, gave off in and the benediction and they went home. And, and the choir leader raised the song, I shall not be moved. So it didn't matter what the pastor has preached, I shall not be moved. The pastor thought it was just a fluke. So the following week he came and he preached again and he preached powerfully on giving and how we give gladly and give to the work of the Lord and so on and so forth. And then the choir leader came up with those people and then they prayed, Jesus paid it all, why do we need to give anything else? So this time around, the pastor was already feeling really, really frustrated and thinking, what is going on here? But he didn't apply wisdom either. So the next week following, he decided he was going to preach about gossiping, just according to him as it was laid in his heart. So he decided to preach about gossiping and how we need to watch our tongues and watch what we say. And then the choir leader came up and then led another song called, I Love to Tell the Story. And then the next week came, and then the pastor, getting really, really upset about the whole thing, just thought, you know what, I'm not doing this again. And then he told the congregation that he was considering resigning. And then the choir leader came up, and then led a song after that titled, Oh, Why Not Tonight? <laughs> and finally, the following week he came, and he said, 
God is leading me forward to another place. I am living here. And the choir leader came up and ran, sang a song. What a friend we have in Jesus. It makes our dream come true. So I don't know what kind of church that is. I really, really hope there is no church that is like that. But I am grateful to God that I'm a part of Gateway Chapel, a church where there is peace, there is joy, there is hope, there is love. And I'm really, really grateful that I don't have a pastor like that, nor a choir leader like that. Okay, that was just a joke, by the way. So always remember that. Now, getting into the word of God, how do we overcome with the power of praise? How do we overcome with the power of praise? Let's read the scripture for the days in Psalm 34 verses 1 through to 7. He said, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praise. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will be darkened their faces. And in my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. And he saved me from all of my troubles. If the Bible that you own is yours, underline the phrase, all of my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a God and is surrounds and defend all who fear him. How to overcome through the power of praise. I want to let you know to start with that as a believer, God has put something inside of you. Your DNA is the ability to overcome. When God created you and I, he said to us, let them have dominion over when Jesus came, he came to restore us to that place where we have dominion over. So inside of you and inside of me is the ability and the capacity to overcome. So overcoming challenges of life, it's a normal if you know what to do. And it is that what to do in the place of praise that I'm going to talk about today and refer to in this preaching. So we understand that Victory and success and overcoming is ours. Also, want to understand that we're going to be using a tool, and that is the tool of praise. But before that, if you look at the book of Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10, just to see the promise of overcoming that God has given us, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will uphold you with my right hand of righteousness. That same scripture is also in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 16, verse 6, which shows that God has a great plan for overcoming for you. God has a great plan to take you on top and not leave you beneath. God has a great plan to help you overcome all forms of fear, all forms of shame, all forms of sorrow, all forms of tragedy, all forms of problems. So how do we then ensure that we do that through the instrumentality of praise? I want to say that if you are in going through any challenge at the moment as an individual, that the provision of the Lord in the place of perfect praise this month will speak for you in Jesus' precious name. So what is praise? Before we go into talking about perfect praise and how to overcome with the tool of praise, what is praise? And many of us will think, well, I know what praise is. Yes, praise itself as a word is a word that is coined from a French word. And it actually means something along the lines of to um, to honor something, 
or to appreciate something or to prize something or to value something. And that is what we do when we are speaking to our God. We are valuing him. We are showing him how much we love him, how much we appreciate him, how much we, how much it means to us to esteem something, to cherish something. That is what praise in itself means on its own. So when we praise God, we are valuing him, we are esteeming him, we are appreciating him, we are cherishing him for who he is and all he's done in our lives. Now, the more of God you know through his word, the more words you have to express your praise. So if you say, well, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do, it's because you just need to familiarize yourself more and more with the word of God so you know the words to use in order to appreciate him more. Praise is something that comes from the heart of a believer and is expressed. It's an expression of our gratitude, of our faith, and our appreciation of God. I read a particular phrase that C.S. Lewis wrote, which I think was fantastic. It said, praise is inner health made audible. Praise is inner health made audible. For those with healthy spiritual lives, praise is a normal thing. It easily flows from their heart based on their relationship with God. Praise is inner health made audible. If your relationship with God is healthy, it will be easier for you to flow in praise as you sing to him. Many of us know that as family members, we love to be praised. Children love to be praised. Adults love to be praised. Everybody loves to be praised. We have it in us. I actually believe in it is in every believer is what it takes to praise. Uh, um, I read a particular story of a general who at the age of 90 or 92, he was winding up in life and he was in interviewed. He was a great general in America. And he was interviewed and he was told, what would you do differently? If you look back, what could you have done better or differently? He said, the only regret I have is I didn't praise people enough. So praise is something that we all respond to. As individuals, you respond to praise. As a, in fact, there was a, there's a story we've told it before. It's just a weird, weird, weird story. That tells you that even animals respond to praise. Okay, yeah, true. If you, have, if you have a pet, you know that they do respond to praise. When we used to live in the cow farm, um, Eddie used to work in a cow farm, and when he was in the cow farm, the, the cows, he used to, one of his duties was to milk the cows. And whenever he milks the cow, they just give miserable amount of liters of milk, and the owner of the farm comes in and he thinks, that's not enough today. The owner of the farm did just go ahead, goes to that particular cow, rubs his hand on the cow, and starts praising the cow for being a good girl. I promise you, without exaggeration, he can get another half stroke, he can get another one to two liters out of that cow just from praising. Weird stuff. So it is possible to actually get even animals to respond to praise. Human beings respond to praise. When you say to somebody, you are so good, you are so good, you are so good, you cannot but realize that that person turns out to become that thing that you've been saying about them. How much more our God? How much more our God. So God, the Bible made us understand, loves the praises of his own people. Our God loves the praises of his own people. And praise is a great tool. There are many tools in the hand of a believer to win the wars of life. There are many tools in the hand of a believer to overcome. But one of the easiest tools that you can use as a believer in order to win all through and win in life consistently is the power of praise. Praise is powerful. 
Praise is very powerful. Now, in talking about the power of praise, I want to tell you just four things that you can be guaranteed to experience. The four things that you can be guaranteed to experience if you use this power tool called praise. And the very, very first one is praise guarantees the presence of God. Praise guarantees the presence of God. Bible in the book of Psalm 100 says that enter his gate with thanksgiving and enter his court with praise. Now, if you look back in the Old Testament or in the old times, the children of Israel, when they want to come and worship the Lord, they come to his presence. And his presence in those days, if you remember, is the tabernacle that is built. The tabernacle has only one entrance. And the entrance, the same entrance that goes into the court is what you go further in to get into the inner court or the holy of holies as it is. And the children of God, the Canaanites, the, sorry, the Canaanites, the, the Israelites, they come into God's presence through that that one door. Enter his presence with praise. When you want to enter God's presence, so that's a physical example, but take it back to the spiritual. Praise gives us access into the presence of the Lord. Praise gives us access into all that God has in stock for us. In fact, Psalm chapter 22 verse 3 says, the Bible says, but you are holy and you inhabit the praises of your people. You want God's presence in your life. Be an addicted praise giver. Be ready to praise, praise, praise God. Praising God is an act of faith because you are praising him for what you know he is, who you know he is, and what he will still do. You haven't even received what he will do, but you are praising him because you know his person. So it makes him feel great. And when we Praise the Lord, his presence comes down. I can share testimonies upon testimonies of God's faithfulness in the place of praise that I have experienced as an individual, that my family members have experienced, that I've, I've, I've enjoyed with many, many, many people in the body of Christ, particularly at Gateway Chapel, that have shared their testimonies with me of God's presence in their life. Praise. When you praise the Lord, you bring down the presence of the Lord into your situation and your circumstance. The powerful tool. You want to overcome in life, you've got to learn to praise the Lord. Praise also invites God into any situation. So it's not just the good situations, the good, the bad, the ugly. Praise brings the presence of the Lord. Praise guarantees the presence of the Lord. In fact, I remember reading a scripture. Second Chronicles chapter 5, verses 13 to 14. It says the trumpeters and the singers performed together in unison to praise and to give thanks to the Lord. And according, accompanied by trumpets and cymbals and the instruments, they raised their voices and they praised the Lord with their words. He is good, he is faithful, his love endures forever. At that moment... A thick cloud filled the temple of the Lord, and the priests could not enter, could not, could not continue their services because of the cloud, and the glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple. Praise brought the glorious presence of the Lord into the temple. The temple has been physically built all this time. The temple has been, everything has been done, but until people lifted up their voices and started praising the Lord, the Bible did not say that the presence of the Lord filled the temple. 
Praise brings the presence of the Lord into any situation whatsoever. I mean, there is a particular scripture in Psalm 114. You read that at your time, verses 1 through to 8. It was talking about the fact that when Israelites escaped Egypt and they were going through their journey, that they found obstacles on their way and the obstacles were running away from them. And the Bible says, what ailed the hill? Why are you running away from these people? They said, can't you see the presence of the Lord? Because of the presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord melts every form of obstacle that could be in your life. And so I declare and I decree today that as you praise the Lord, every form of obstacle that is in your way, Jehovah will pull them down in the name of Jesus. His presence will come down and his glory will fill your tabernacle. His glory will fill your house. His glory will fill your place of work. His glory will fill the children in the name of Jesus. You will experience the power of the Lord. The power of the Lord to the deliver, the power of the Lord to overcome, the power of the Lord to have victory in the name of Jesus. So praise, the first thing that I, guarantee, that, that, that I want to say today, that praise gives to you or guarantees for you is the presence of the Lord. I will take that around any day. The presence of the Lord makes all the difference. If I have the presence of the Lord, I need nothing else. Because you know what? His presence means you will never lack any other thing. If only our lives has the presence of the Lord, there is so much that we would accomplish without needing to even put in so much, much, much effort as we do. The second thing that praise guarantees, your praise guarantees productivity. Praise is a powerful tool that guarantees productivity. If you ever find yourself in a place of, in quote, barrenness, that things that you are doing, you're working so hard, you're not getting any result out of it, you're working really hard at a project, nothing comes out of it, you're working really hard, a child is working really hard and you're not getting any reward or any result, you are working hard on any area or in any place and you are just hitting the brick wall. Why don't you tune into the place of praise, the place where you cherish the Lord, where you honor the Lord, where you are Appreciate the Lord, where you lift up your voice to the Lord so that you can experience His presence that brings productivity in any situation. The Bible made us understand that God instructed Moses to tell the people in Leviticus chapter 25, verse 19, the land shall yield our fruit and you shall eat your fill and dwell in the land safely. The promise of the Lord for you is that any land you are should yield its fruit. Plenty is your portion. Productivity is your portion. Your land must yield its fruit. That is God's design. But sometimes things do happen that doesn't make that happen. And the Bible made us understand that in Psalm 67 verses 5 to 7, may the nations praise you, O God. Yes, may all the nations praise you. Listen to verse 6. Then the earth will yield its harvest. And God, our God, will bless us richly. Yes, God will bless us and people of all the world will fear him. Praise triggers productivity from the earth. The in the earth is everything that is there to bless and help you, but it's hidden. But when you praise the Lord, productivity becomes a reality. God has spoken the word. It says the word, the heart should yield increase for them. It says the earth should produce for them. But that doesn't mean it will produce. But when you praise the Lord, it begins to produce. Because all the blessings that have been there before that are hidden begins to come to pass for you. Begins to become a reality in your life. Praise releases productivity into the life of a believer. You want to overcome and you think your life is barren or you're working so hard and you can't see the result. I promise you switch to praise. 
Switch to praise. And I'll show you, you know, towards the end of the sermon, how exactly to go about the praise. Every time you praise the Lord and you lift up your voice to praise him, it will give you productivity. I remember a lady once came to me. And she mentioned the fact that she has been looking for a contract. She's a contract, an IT contractor. She had been looking for a contract for over six months. It was barren. It was a dry ground for her. She has done everything she knows to do. She has gone from contract um, agency to agency, places she worked before. All the advice you would give someone that is looking for a role, we gave her the advice and nothing happened. And then she came to me and said, Pastor, nothing is happening. So I said to her, I said, okay, this is it. We're going to go on a seven midnight watch praise. Just praise, nothing else. We're going to go on a praise attack. We're going to use praise as a tool, as a power tool to break down lack of productivity based on Psalm 67 verses 5 to 7, which says, may, the, may all the people praise the Lord, then the earth shall yield its increase. Then God, our God, will bless us and all the ends of the earth will see it. I said to her, I said, the blessings that will come on the back of this praise, Everybody will see it. It will not be one person, two people. It will not be just that little contract you got in the past. Do you know what? By the time we finished the period of praise, I think it was the following month or a couple of weeks later, or less than the following month, less than a month after, basically, she got three contracts. Three. She did not just get one, three. And then, which one should I choose? And we found ourselves in a place where she now offered somebody else a contract, somebody that didn't have before, now produce so much that other people around can be blessed from what she produces. Faith produces, but based on praise. Your faith will produce, but what, is it, what good is it when the heart has something inside of it and it hasn't yielded its increase? So we can just say they have potential. The earth has potential. But what good is the potential that doesn't become a reality? It's no good. So God truly plans to bless you. But the earth needs to yield its increase. And if the earth will yield its increase, it needs you to praise the Lord. When we praise the Lord, everything that is trapped, all in quote, our trapped blessings begins to get released. So I want to say to you that another thing that the presence and the praise of the Lord, the praise of the Lord guarantees, it guarantees God's presence, the praise of the Lord guarantees Guarantees productivity. So if you ever need productivity, praise is the key. If you ever need God's presence more than ever before, praise is the key. And I promise you, you need God's presence. Praise also guarantees plenty. Praise guarantees plenty. I told you, I'll tell you four things that praise can give to you when you are looking to overcome in life. Praise guarantees God's presence. Praise guarantees productivity. Praise guarantees plenty. I don't know whether you found yourself in a place where you're almost never having enough or just enough, just enough, just enough. I remember a short while ago, uh, my husband said to me, uh, P, he said, you know what? I hate it when we just have just enough to go through the month, which means that no emergencies are allowed to happen. No unforeseen circumstances. What kind of life is that? No, you, you can't, you just have just enough. So you're not lacking, but you don't have plenty. That's not God's will for you. God wants you to have plenty. Why did I say that? Jeremiah chapter 30, 
verses 19 to 20. It said, there will be joy and songs of thanksgiving. I will multiply my people, you will not diminish. I will honor them and not despise them. Their children will prosper as they did long ago. I will establish them as nations before me, and I will punish anyone who hurts them. Joel chapter 2 verse 26. You will have plenty to eat until you are full, and you will praise the name of the Lord who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be ashamed. I pray for you today in the name of Jesus. If you ever find yourself in the place of shame, that the, the name of the Lord and the power of the Lord and the presence of the Lord will change your story around today in the name of Jesus. Never again will my people be ashamed, the word of God says. You will no longer be put to shame in any way, shape, or form in any area of your life in the name of Jesus. Just in case you found yourself in a place where you are living in not enough or just enough, the Jehovah, Jehovah, the God of praise will release plenty unto you. As you participate in this fast, as you participate in praise this month, plenty will be your portion according to his word in the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 26, that my people shall have plenty. They shall have plenty. They will not lack. No more lack in your life. No more lack in your family in the name of Jesus. So shall it be for you in Jesus' name. The Bible says praise guarantees plenty. Praise guarantees us multiplication. You want to overcome in life. Understand the power and the tool of praise. Uh, I remember another story of ours. When our company, uh, we had a, a consultancy firm, my husband and I, and there was a particular time, we put in quite a lot of money into it. And for one reason or the other, contracts there, contract there, but they were all hanging. Nothing was signed, and we found ourselves in a place where the bank balance was totally unfriendly, totally um, not something you want to rejoice about. And, and, and I remember this particular day, we just looked at it and we thought, you know what, let's just praise God. And both of us went all the way. We praised God like crazy people that day. I mean, like crazy, crazy, like dance, praise, sing, praise, out of tune, in tune, you know, weep or wither. We just sang and sang and sang. It was not prayer. We didn't pray a single prayer point that night. We just praised. The following day, we went back into our office. We sat down there. We continued just praise because there was nothing to do. There was no projects to, to, to execute. There was nothing. No phone calls were coming in until a little bit after 5 o'clock that evening, and a phone call came in. By the time Pastor Reddy went to appear for this particular project, it was not a project just for him alone. It was a project that we were given by this organization, and we had to hire three other people to work with us to be able to execute that particular contract. That contract then led to further contracts and fed many more families. What I'm saying to you is this. When you praise the Lord, it will so pour out his blessings upon you that the blessing will not just be for you alone. That is where plenty comes in. So productivity can come from praise. Plenty also comes from praise. Productivity is good, but plenty is great. When you have enough just for yourself, not just for yourself, multiplication that you can be a blessing to other people around you. When God called Abraham, he said, I've called you to be blessed and to be a blessing. That is the ultimate. Being able to be a blessing. Praise guarantees that for you. And lastly, on the four notes, the fourth note is that praise guarantees victory. And I will actually call it provision. See, when God wants to bless you, he brings a, something your way that will ensure that you have that provision. 
supernatural provision, supernatural victory. And there is no better place, a better way to talk about the supernatural victory, because this is where I'm going to dwell a little bit more than every other point I've said, because it is we're looking at the power of praise to overcome. And this particular one shows us how the power of praise helped Jehoshaphat to overcome. So if you turn your Bibles with me to the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 20 through to 25, we will read. But if you have time, try and read the whole scripture. It's fantastic. It's a beautiful, beautiful scripture, and I'll pick a few things out of it that would help you to use the power tool of praise to achieve victory in every area of your life. Bible says, early the next morning, verse 20, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and he said, listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophet and you will succeed. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army. Does that even make sense? Singers walk ahead of the army. How can singers be ahead of the army? Well, keep on listening. And singing to the Lord and praising him for his, splend- for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Giving thanks to the Lord, his faithful love endures forever. Pause. They haven't gone to battle yet. They haven't won the battle yet. Actually, if you read from chapter, verse 1 of that scripture, three, three huge uh, coalition was coming against just him. And they now went forward and singing, praise be to the Lord who has answered our prayers, who has given us victory. They were giving thanks to God for what he has not done. Can you see how praise is a work of faith? And our praise honors God so much that God cannot but show his presence. It says, give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. How will that God fail them? Every time you praise the Lord in all genuineness of heart, it will always come through for you. It will never fail you. The Bible went on in verse 22. It says, and at that very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Sinai, Seir, to start fighting themselves. The coalition turned against themselves. The Bible says, and then the armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from the Mount of Seir and killed every one of them. And after they had destroyed the armies of Seir, they then began to attack each other. Only God could have done that. These folks went to war without lifting a, a, a single arm, even though they had their army. But their singers went ahead of the army. Their singers went ahead of the army, and God went ahead of them, and he fought the battle on their behalf. The Bible says that, so when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as, they, as far as their eyes could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. And that is what praise does. Everyone that stands against you and everything that stands against you today in the name of Jesus, I decree that not a single one of them will escape the power of the Lord as you lift up your voice to praise the Lord today and this month in the name of Jesus. God Almighty himself will see to it that he fights for you and you will not even need to lift a hand in this battle in the name of Jesus. Bible made us understand in verse 25. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather plunder and they found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables more than they could carry. 
and there was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect them all. You know, when God wants to increase a person, someone begins to come to create challenges for you around you. And then God allows you to praise him so that he can declare his goodness and show his glory. And by the time he shows his glory, everybody around will know. I can never forget the story of a lady. She came to talk to me. She was having a problem at work. Okay, so she did something wrong. But prior to that time, she wasn't particularly loved in her group, in her team. I don't know what she did to the team leader, but something didn't go right somewhere. So along the lines, the team leader didn't like her. The team leader reports to a manager who just listens to the team leader. She's never there. On this particular day, this girl took a particular action. Her action was wrong, but it was not consciously wrong. So she... Uh, she was an error of omission, put it that way. So she made an error. She was not the only one within the team that made an error, actually, come to think of it. There were three other ladies, or three other people within the team that also fell into that particular error. Not long after, she got a letter. And the letter says she's been invited to um, like a tribunal because they are likely to dismiss her. That's the worst case scenario for that particular error. She's likely to be dismissed for the error or likely to be punished and it will be on her record now. Within, within the, the field she works in, they have licenses and she cannot afford to have that on her record. It was, it was really scary for her. So she ran to me and said, Pastor, I'm in serious trouble. First, I did it. But this is the reason, and this was an omission. Secondly, I have a line manager that don't like me. Thirdly, to make it more complicated, she went to speak with the union. So they have a union that represents them. And the union leader said, in this kind of cases, you will never win. So just go and resign. So you put in your letter of resignation ahead. So she said, the problem is, Pastor, I can't do what the union leader is saying because I'm the breadwinner of my family. So the family is depending on her income because her husband is going to school. So there's now there's a big problem. She can't afford to leave her field. So now the manager, the, the team leader is not for her. The manager has to do what the organization says, not for her. The, the, the um, union leader is not for her because the union leader says resign. In the past, when he says resign, everybody resigns. She's saying, no, I'm not resigning. So the union leader said, well, I'm not taking on your case. Or I'll just send somebody that is not as powerful to come and represent you. So she now has these three big people against only her. When she said that, I said, well, I have nothing to offer you, but number one, to pray with you. But secondly, more than anything, let's engage something that is bigger than anyone. I have seen in scriptures before how a particular king had three big people come against them. Three big people are coming against you now. And I don't know what God can do with this, but what I know is when we praise the Lord, the power of praise will release any bondage that the enemy has put upon our lives. So she went. I said, again, the same two, go and do several midnight watch. So I gave her this instruction and she went ahead and she did it. Come the day of the hearing. A few things happened just before the hearing. Just before the hearing, for whatever reason, the team leader was changed. Another team leader was brought in. We don't know why. We don't care to know why. Can you see how God fights for you and things start working on your behalf? Secondly, because the uh, union leader was not happy that he wasn't the one that was, he, he wasn't listened to. He sent a not so powerful union member who was really not interested in any way, shape or form of what happens on that day. So not really, you know, he would just want to do his bit and just get out of there. So not somebody that was passionate, too passionate about making sure that someone that didn't listen to them uh, was gotten rid of. Number two, that's God fighting for her. God changed the team leader 
God changed the union rep. And then the last thing, which is very interesting, was they had a manager that for just prior to that time, the manager's record for disciplinary systems or disciplinary situation was high, and the manager wanted to make sure that that goes down. So the manager decided that she was going to just give a slap on the wrist to this one and let it go. Nothing at all in her record, just because the manager himself needs to appear like a good manager because a few other people had complained about this manager in the past. Can you see how God wins the battle for people? Because of that, the manager let her go and said, you know what, it's not a big deal. Manager let her go. So at the tribunal, manager let her go. Team leader is a new team leader, not really aware of whatever has happened in the past in that sense. Just read the file. You know, I know, to be honest, this is not a big deal as far as the current team leader is concerned. Then we have a nonchalant um, uh, 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 reunion rep leader. So all the three people, for whatever reason, will say, well, there's no reason. There's no reason to indict this lady. It's not a big deal. It's okay. It's okay. And they let her go. Not only did they let her go, they said, well, if we're going to let her go, because of you, we're going to let all the other four ladies go. How about that? Now, she didn't even know. She got the letter, and then the other ladies were coming to her to say, thank you so much. We were told that because of you, we have been released of this responsibility or of this challenge that was our way or this accusation. Their records quickly clean, and everybody went back to do their work. Now, that is how God wins the battle for someone in this day and age. So if you're thinking, oh, Jehoshaphat, there is no, where, where am I going to find any battle and using army? No, 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 no. I'm talking about things that are happening in your workplace that you're not happy about. I'm talking about things that are happening in your neighborhood you're not happy about. I'm talking about things that could happen with the children that you're not happy about. You stand in the place of praise and you will receive the victory of the Lord as God himself begins to make people knock their head one against the other that are standing in the way of what God has planned for you. Jehoshaphat experienced the blessings and the benefits that God has in stock for him from the place of praise. Who goes to war and puts an army before them? This man did. This man did. So I've told you four things Four things that praise can deliver into our hands that are very powerful tools that you and I need for the victory of life. The first one, praise guarantees the presence of the Lord. You need the presence of the Lord if you experience victory in life. The second one, praise guarantees productivity. Without productivity, you have nothing to say about the goodness of your God. That's the truth. Productivity is very important. Otherwise, frustration will come into life. Praise guarantees plenty. When God blesses you so much that you also be a blessing to other people. Grace guarantees, praise, sorry, praise guarantees victory. Praise guarantees provision, really. Because when victory comes, God adds things to it. If you look at that scripture in verse 25, they got so much plunder. It took them three days to pack the plunder. And that's how God does. When God wants to bless the people, it takes a lot for us to be able to pack the blessings that God gives to us. But those blessings come through praise. Praise the Lord and release the power of the Lord into your situation. Lastly, I want to tell you three things or three ways that we should praise our God. Because sometimes you say, okay, but I hear the story, I hear the story so much. But how can I praise the Lord? What, how do you render your praise to the Lord that will make his hand move on your behalf? Three things. And that's in the scripture we read for the day, which is Psalm chapter 37, verses 1 to 7. The very first one, it's a personal thing, personally. The second one is verbally. The third one is continuously. How do you praise God in such a way that God responds to you? Personally. Praise is personal. Praise is not a joint matter. If you read that scripture with me, 
Bible says in verse 1 of that scripture, it says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praise. I. It's personal. You want personal victory? Bring personal praise on the table. You want personal victory? Make your praise personal. This joint personal, well, well, because the choir didn't sing well today, I can't praise the Lord. Or, or because there's no instrument, I can't praise the Lord. There's no music, I can't praise the Lord. Praise is personal. Praise is personal. You want personal victory? Put personal praise in place. The second one is verbal. It's verbal. Praise is verbal. It says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praise. I'm praising God in my heart. It's not good enough. I promise you it's not good enough. The Bible says that let the earth yield its increase when we lift up our voice to praise the Lord. You know, I read, a, I read somebody's article and it said, can you imagine if you get married to a girl and the first day you marry the girl, you say to the girl, I love you and I really, really love you. I'm about to marry you now. For the rest of our lives, I don't need to tell you anymore. Just know I love you. Nothing has changed until I say otherwise. So I won't say it again. Just know that in my heart, I love you. Do you think that marriage will last? That marriage is not going to go anywhere. That marriage is not going to last because we want to hear it. So if we human beings want to hear how someone feels about us, how much more God? Tell him. Tell him. The praise that shifts things is the praise that is verbal. The praise that shifts things it's a praise that is personal. And the last one, the praise that shifts things, is a praise that is continuous. We praise the Lord personally. We praise him verbally. We praise him continuously. Don't be stingy with your praise of God. Wake up in the morning, praise the Lord. In the afternoon, praise the Lord. In the night, praise the Lord. Why do you need to praise the Lord? Because he is good. Because he is good. His mercy endures forever. He will not fail you. You see, praise is an act of faith. It's something you do. Not only because God has done it, even when you haven't seen God do it. And when you do it from the depth of your heart to God, he cannot but respond. He cannot but respond. And God has a way of responding. And when he responds, I mean, everybody will see the value of the response of the Lord. When God responds, everything calls and falls into place in your life. So I want to say to you today that if you are going through any challenge in any way, shape, or form, today I decree and I declare by the power of the Lord and the praise of the Lord that will be upon your lips, that you will verbalize to him that he will break down every form of barrier, open every form of shut doors, give you victory beyond your imagination, ensure that everyone that gangs up against you is destroyed in the name of Jesus. Every alliance that comes against you, Jehovah himself will step in and it will mess up. He himself will mess them up in the name of Jesus. God will grant you victory. His presence will not depart from you as you carry on with the praise of the Lord upon your lips. Praise the Lord with all you have within you. Don't, let, don't, don't, don't wait for life to bring challenges your way to praise the Lord. Don't wait for things, good things to happen to praise the Lord. Some say, I'm going to praise the Lord when great things happen. If you are waiting for great things to happen before you praise the Lord, maybe you will not really see the great thing. I'm not saying you will, but it might take a longer time to see the great thing. I remember reading the story of a lady, a, a, a famous artist, who said when he was three, he said he drew something. He said it was an awful picture. He said his mother said he was such a great artist. He said when he was four, 
He got a little bit better. He said he kept drawing to the mom because the mom kept saying, you, will draw, you are such a great artist. You are a masterpiece artist anybody in the world will look for. And today, people in the world look for him and look for his painting and pay serious money for his painting because somebody told him before he delivered on it, somebody was praising him consistently, constantly, and telling him how good he is. And of course, he delivered on it. If that happens with human beings, how much more with God? Let me end with this story. This is a very funny story. I, I read a story of a particular lady who uh, lived next door to an atheist. And the atheist, so every time they come out in the garden, they share a semi-detached house. Every time they come out in the garden, the atheist makes it very obvious that he's an atheist and I don't believe in God. So the woman makes it very obvious that she's a Christian and she believes in God. So she decided one day that she's heard too much of the negative words from this atheist. She wants to do something different. So she would go into her garden and start praising the Lord. And in praising the Lord, she would say, Lord, Bless me, oh Lord, bless me with food. Bless me, oh Lord, I need provision. Bless me with provision this week. Lord, I praise you, I praise you. She will praise and praise and praise and say, Lord, I await your faithfulness in this area. So she will come to the garden and do that day one, day two. She kept doing it and then the atheist keeps saying, I told you there is no God. I told you there is no God because he's not answering you. So on the seventh day, the atheist had enough of the woman coming to the garden to sing and dance and, and, and you know, cry to the Lord. So, so the woman opened her front door and she saw provisions in her front door. She ran to her garden and kept on dancing and said, Lord, thank you. I knew you were going to provide. I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to. I'm so grateful that you did what you said you would do. So the atheist came out in his own garden and said, well, I knew there was no God because your God did not answer you. I was fed up of you praising and praising him. I decided to buy you all those things and put them at your door. So I was the one that did it. So the woman said, wow, even better. Then she danced someone and said, Lord, thank you so much because you gave me this blessing and you made sure that an atheist, an unbeliever paid for it. You blessed me and the devil paid for it. Even better, Lord. And then she praised the Lord and praised the Lord and praised the Lord some more until the atheist said, there's something crazy about this woman. Let's find out a little bit about that God. Would you praise the Lord even when you don't see? And then praise the Lord till you see. Would you praise the Lord in such a way that other people will come and ask you, do you know what? Let's find out about this, your God. Your God is great. Your God is powerful. Your God is mighty. Your God can do great things in your life. And praise is a tool that can deliver this great thing into your hands. I want to implore you, praise the Lord verbally. Praise the Lord personally. Praise the Lord continuously. You will experience his presence. You will experience his plenty. You experience his provision, you will experience his productivity. So shall it be for you and your household in the name of Jesus. You will not lack any good thing. This month of perfect praise, God will perfect all that concerns you. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. So, Lord, we are grateful that you have sent your word. And we now have an opportunity to respond to your word without giving. So it's time for us to give to the Lord. And I want you to give generously from the depth of your heart in appreciation of the word God has spoken to you. For some of us, we're going to be giving. You will be giving in anticipation of what God will do as well. But give with a joyful heart. Bring praise uh, so that your heart can yield its increase. So if you're giving your tithe, the details are on the screen. And if you're giving your offering, the details are equally on the screen as well. But let us pray over the seed that you are bringing into the presence of the Lord. Father, thank you for productivity and plenty is what you have promised us. Lord, we are grateful that we can partake of your blessings. My prayer for your sons and daughters as they give today 
is that, Lord Almighty, you will open the windows of heaven for everyone that gave their tithe and pour out a blessing that there will not be enough room to contain. You will give them productivity. You will give them plenty, as you have promised in your word, in the name of Jesus. For everyone that is praying their offering today, Jehovah, I pray for them that they will not lack any good thing. In the name of Jesus, they will overcome continuously in all areas of their lives, oh God. Thank you, Lord, because you will visit them and visit their pockets and their finances to the glory and honor of your name. In Jesus' precious name we've prayed. Amen and amen. Now I want to pray with those of us that want to give our lives to Christ. If there's anyone here under the sound of my voice who have not had a chance of releasing their hearts to Jesus, you can't use the tool of praise if your heart is not prepared as an offering for the Lord, if your heart is not given to Jesus. And I want you to give your heart to Jesus today. And I would love to have the opportunity of mentoring you or walking with you in your journey with Christ. So if you are one of those people that are ready to give their life to Christ today or want to rededicate their life to Christ today, please do this with me. Put your hand upon your chest wherever you are at and pray this prayer along with me. Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I am a sinner and I confess that today. And I pray that the blood of Jesus that he has shed for me will wipe away my sins and give me a new beginning in you in the name of Jesus. I surrender my life to Jesus and I pray that you cleanse me of my sin and give me the grace to walk with you. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Now I will pray for you. Father, thank you for everyone that have rededicated or given their lives to you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your blood that makes all the difference. I pray for these ones, that, Lord, they will be rooted, they will be established in your presence in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for them, that your hand will be strong upon their lives. They will not fail, they will not falter in this walk. Father, I pray for them, that they will grow. And I pray for them, that no enemy will snatch them out of your hands. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed!